Do you have a creative business but are struggling to get enough customers or clients to actually make enough money to enjoy your business? Come join me for a free live planning workshop where I will share the roadmap to get more leads and more profits in your business without running yourself to the ground. If you started this year with good intentions but are not getting the results you want and need, you really don't want to miss this free workshop. Now, there won't be a replay, so you must show up live to join the training. Register now at nataliewalton.com forward slash roadmap. That's nataliewalton.com forward slash roadmap. Welcome to Imprint, a podcast about creating a home and life you love. I'm Natalie Walton, an interior designer, stylist, and best-selling author focused on an holistic approach to homes. Each week, I'm sharing insights and interviews about the creative process to help you enhance both your interiors and well-being as well as provide you with the tools and resources to make considered and sustainable choices with all that you create. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Imprint. I'm looking forward to sharing today's conversation with Louise Roche, who many of you will know through her business, Villa Styling. She shares her journey of how she got started in the world of newspapers, magazines, creating catalogs for various brands, and eventually, after getting many requests, started styling and photographing small brands and their spaces and their products, and has now grown to have quite an established and sizable audience on social media and works for a range of clients, styling their spaces, photographing them, and has really made the kind of the life that she wants doing what she loves. So I hope that you enjoy my conversation with Louise. We did have a few little technical issues as we were recording. We've tried to pick those up as much as possible. So please be patient, but I'm sure that you will still enjoy our conversation and get a lot of value out of it. So please enjoy. Hello, Louise. I'm so excited to have you um, join me today to chat about all things styling and photography and your amazing business as well and learn more about that. I always like to start at the beginning though and get a little bit more of an insight into your journey and whether you know you were creative as a child. I think there's always these threads in people's stories that kind of indicate, you know, like, ah, oh, now now makes sense. All the pieces of the puzzle fit together. So can you share a little bit about where you grew up, the type of home that you grew up in, and if you were creative as a child? Oh, thank you, Natalie. It's uh, such a pleasure to be um, on your podcast. I'm such a huge fan and yeah, I listen to all of your all your podcasts and you have so many amazing people. So I'm super grateful to be here today. Um, but yes, I guess a little intro to me um, is that, yeah, so I grew up in Brisbane. Um, we've yeah always lived here. We lived over the South side as such, um, as I call it. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I met my husband and moved over to the North side of Brisbane now so yes I did quite a bit of traveling for work which is always exciting but um, I guess when I was little um, you know I loved to draw so I've always kind of had that you know passion for for art and being creative ever since I was little um, I think my first ever I guess foray into being creative was winning a um, you know a, a book prize at school so I had to you know draw and you know illustrate and build this little book and I guess ever since I did that I just became obsessed with creating books and you know magazines and and things like that so um yeah I just just loved creating um then so um I guess yeah when I reached um high school um high school was like the first um we kind of had we were kind of the first school that had um the you know art and design course at schools at college so you could go off to college and learn um yeah basically do your trade it was you know very early days you know I was only I was only probably I was only 15 um when I 
went to college basically to do art and design because um, back then you could start school you know really young and my mum popped me off <laughs> to school when I was very very tiny and uh, you're allowed to do it then so I was a year younger than everyone else <laughs> in my grade so I was only 16 when I finished grade 12 um, so yes I did I did those last two years at uh, at the Queensland College of Art um, while I was at high school. So yeah, I was only 15 and 16 and I'd already done um, a course called CAD. Um, so we were doing drawing and photography and all of those things. And I basically just lived and breathed art then. Um, and yeah, it was just a given, I guess, that I would do something creative from there. Um, and it was just, I guess, a matter of, you know, deciding what I wanted to do then. Um, so yeah, when I finished high school, um, I kind of, you know, it was kind of, guess it was early days too. Everything was done by hand. So, um, you know, we're still learning to, you know, put things together, you know, the old school way, paste up and, and that kind of thing. So I, um, it kind of wasn't kosher, I guess, then for, for a young girl of my age to, to go out and just be an artist. You know, my mom was like, oh, you're not going to make much money, you know, <laughs> doing that kind of thing. So you better get a real job as such. So <laughs> my mom was like, oh, you know, kind of pushed me a bit to do that, which was super cool at the time. You know, I thought, oh no, I've got to get a gut out there again a job that you know earns money so um I was yeah super super lucky my mum and dad kind of just you know gave me some you know gave me some extra money and we you know went and did like a I went and did a one-year course at um a commercial art training center in Brisbane and there I did um all sorts of design so we learnt advertising um commercial illustration campaign building and on all of that kind of thing so that's where i learned about um, marketing and you know business branding and, and all of that and again we didn't have the internet then um, we didn't even have a computer when i was at college um, we had just yeah we basically sat in a room and we did you know everything through books you know you go to the library and find design books and be inspired by those um, and you had you know amazing people come and visit you and you know tell you all about their creative journey and that kind of thing you know at college so um, yeah we're constantly inspired there um, but yeah I had absolutely no training whatsoever in in anything digital it was all done by hand um, and yeah so I did that that year there and then I was just lucky enough um, that I got offered a job upstairs at the newspaper um, there was a newspaper in the same building um, in Spring Hill as um, the commercial art training center and yeah they they sent their I guess top two people at the top two students at the time up to be interviewed and yeah I was lucky enough to score the job so I went straight from yeah at the age of 17 going straight into working um, for a newspaper so it was like oh my gosh I'm so excited <laughs> but I went basically yeah from going yeah just you know living and breathing art and then going straight into yeah, pumping out a newspaper so I had to I was essentially the last person in the chain so I had to wait until the you know writers had written the story and the girls had typeset them um, and the photographers had taken their photos they come in then I paste them all down on on the board um, you know then I go in the film room make the film um, and then I jump in my dats and then drive them down to the printer so um, we used to stay there for you know all hours you know until I basically couldn't go home until the you know paper was finished so it was yeah some big days so early days I kind of got thrown into the thrown into the you know crazy world of publishing and the crazy deadlines and and all of that and I just became obsessed really <laughs> so yeah I guess um after that then we um I uh yeah just went basically from one 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 position to the next I think I was there probably two three years um and then computers started to get a little bit more um a lot of that was still done by hand um and then we had like old corel drawer and quack express and all of those kind of things started to pop up um in the industry so i kind of learned learned 
all of those things the hard way and on the job and and that kind of thing so yeah it was um I felt like I, I spent my whole career I guess learning on the job <laughs> with all these new things popping up you know technology wise it was like oh we we're right the last set of you know the last set of you know people I guess to to do things the old-fashioned way and then our first you know our first couple of two years on you know in our career that whole industry changed overnight it just became all digital um printing changed you know I went from yeah doing it all by pay stuff to learning you know exactly how to do it all on the job and yeah it was uh, a lot of hours and very stressful at times but I guess I thrived on one being creative and two to make these crazy deadlines and I guess it's kind of shaped, you know, what I do today in a way and, you know, what I love and, and I guess how I thrive. So, um, so yeah, and I guess I did lots of publications. So I basically, yeah, from there, I just loved magazines and that kind of thing. So I uh, went and did some trade, um, went and worked for some trade magazines um, for a while. Um, and then from there, I, uh, I used to actually work for News Limited um, for a while. Um, so yeah, it was interesting to be part of that group at the time. And they were going through some massive changes and things then as well here in Brisbane. So I know I was, you know, obviously very different world to the Sydney, <laughs> Sydney world. But um, yeah, it was yeah crazy up here as well as, as things changed. And, um, and then, yeah, I went and did... Um, from there, I went to uh, over into like corporate um, catalog design. So I kind of stuck with making because I just loved making books and and things like that. So I went into um, to making catalogs then, um, and then I yeah fell more into the marketing and branding um, for businesses and and retail. So I got probably spent about ten years in in that side. Um, of marketing essentially. So uh, yeah, holding creative roles and, and building, um, yeah, catalogs for retailers. Um, and I guess it was when I um, started working for um, a local homewares company, which was quite big and they're still uh, quite huge and well-known today. Um, I started doing their catalogs. Um, so yeah, I was, yeah, super excited there to, you know, get in and, and, and I was always, you know, taking photos, you know, from, from other people and laying them out and, you know, making all these, uh, you know, books and things like that. And, you know, it was just, just so much fun, but, uh, I guess that was my first intro introduction to interiors as such. Um, so yeah, it was, you know, oh, how can we, you know, make these sheets look amazing and, you know, how can we make this bedroom look amazing? And, and that was my first introduction, I guess, to studio styling and, um, you know, yeah, you know, my first introduction to Sheridan and, you know, Linen House and all of those amazing brands and, you know, how they would produce their catalogs. I used to scour those and be inspired by those, um, you know, blogs just popped up all of a sudden. So, you know, I would spend hours, you know, scrolling the overseas blogs for inspiration for layout ideas and, you know, color themes and all of those kind of things. So I just, yeah, I was absolutely obsessed and so passionate about, you know, making these catalogs, you know, this, you know, making people want to go and buy homewares just <laughs> was, I was just absolutely obsessed. And I just spent so many hours, I would, you know, be in at work super early, leave super late, you know, but we had crazy deadlines there just back to back, you know, we started with like six catalogs and then it was just going, you know, crazy. So we did more and more catalogs per year. And yeah, it was really, really fun time. And it was, yeah, I guess, at the same time, it was a massive transition because, um, you know, Facebook, I guess, popped up um, all of a sudden and their marketing changed a little bit. And then you sort of started to see businesses go, oh, I need a website. I need to look at retail online and all of that kind of thing. So I was, yeah, in working corporate while all of these kind of changes were happening. And um, yeah, and I guess, yeah, that was it was then that I met my husband um, there and yeah, um, I was, I guess I was a quite older by then. I was like in my early thirties when I met my husband. So we kind of, yeah, met quite late um, and we, yeah, ended up, you know, getting married and buying a house um, out the North side. So that's when it was a little bit too far to drive to get to, to get to that job. And I was 
getting a little bit, I guess, overworked and overwhelmed by all the hours. So I decided, oh gosh, I'll, you know, try and get another job over this side of town. So I did, I did another four years, I guess, after that um, at a furniture company here um, doing um, the same thing, catalogs, um, organizing shoots and that kind of thing. So, um, so yeah, and then I guess, it was then that, yeah, when we moved over here and we bought our first house and I, um, yeah, started, um, you know, our house was quite basic. It still is. It's nothing, nothing's fancy. We're still actually in our very first home. We uh, haven't moved anywhere since. Um, but I, I started designing, um, you know, there was, our house is yeah, super simple and you could just, um, we could do, my husband said to me, oh, look, you can do whatever you want with it. So <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, no worries. So we decided, oh yeah, we'll start renovating it. Downstairs was just a blank slate. So I was like, oh, one day we just decided we we're gonna put all these walls up and make downstairs, you know, an office space and that kind of thing. Um, so yeah, I just, we just made that happen um, and I was still working working then full time and I decided, oh, you know, I'll just take some photos of my office and uh, Instagram, it just kind of popped up um, and I thought, oh, you know, I'll just, I could see, you know, people were sharing, you know, lots of things and, you know, I was kind of drifted over to there to look for inspiration, you know, for the catalogs and that kind of thing. and. I thought, oh, you know, I'll just join up and, um, you know, I'll pop a photo of my office up on there. And, you know, next thing you know, my office just went viral, I guess. And that was like <laughs> a million years ago, it feels like now. Is that photo still on your Instagram feed? It probably is, and yeah. <laughs> yes, it absolutely is. I'll definitely have to go and check it out. Um, it's interesting what you say about all of those um Working in the newspaper, I mean, I can relate to that because that's my kind of background and then, you know, all those studio shoots. And I think that it does teach you and you sort of flag that, that it really does um, teach you to work under pressure and really the value of having a deadline. I sort of say this a lot um, to people that, you know, I thrive on deadlines and if I want to get something done, then, you know, I need to give myself a deadline and, and how much you can actually get done in any given period of time. You know, you can, um, yeah, really, you know, can just get through such a volume of work. So it's interesting to see that that has been like a really big thread in your journey. So continue on. What, what happened after this image went viral? <laughs> well, I kind of, yeah, I just started to get lots of followers, I guess. And it was like, oh my gosh, I got so excited. I couldn't, you know, and then, um, yeah, it just kind of went from one thing to the, to the next there. And people were like, oh my God, I love your office. And they were sharing it and like, oh, I just love how you shot that and that kind of thing. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is, you know, it was just so much fun, you know, talking to people, you know, um, and I guess, you know, being a creative as well, I guess, I, I spent so much of my time um, just throwing myself, I guess, at my job and and the hours and that kind of thing. And I guess you do spend a lot of time, you know, on your own um, being creative and, and that kind of thing. So I guess it was nice for someone like me who's also quiet, I guess, um, you know, not incredibly social, you know, I'm not a social butterfly <laughs> as such. So, you know, I'm not always out and about, but it was nice, um, you know, to meet people through Instagram and talk to them then, um, you know, and then, yeah, people started saying, oh, you know, can you take, you know, can you come and do, you know, shoot my space or, you know, can you shoot my product and that kind of thing. Um, and then, yeah, I was still, still obviously, you know, I was incredibly nervous, like, like everyone is, I guess, when they first kind of go out on their own, I was like, oh my gosh, you know, the, the need was there, I guess, and people love what I was doing. Um, but I was also scared cause we just bought our first home. Um, you know, and I had, you know, I, we, I'd, you know, basically handed over all of my, you know, all of my life savings just to, to buy this house. We didn't have much behind us. Um, you know, we're just getting off our feet, you know, and the house and, and that kind of thing. And, I was like, oh my gosh, do I do this? You know, do I, do I take a pun? Um, I didn't actually ever really have, um, a, a thought of, 
oh, you know, I, I never had a, a I guess, a, a passion or a dream to go out and work for myself. It kind of just happened, um, I guess, by people asking me, oh, can you come and do that, that for me? And um, yeah, I just kind of just thought, oh, you know what? People keep asking me, I'm like, and I was taking more and more sick days and I felt horrible for doing that. So I was like, oh my gosh, I just need to do this. So I just, yeah, be the bullet one day. And yeah, it was funny. One of my, um, and I guess, yeah, through Instagram very early days, one of my first clients um, was Shannon from the Dharma Door. Um, and I met her um Oh gosh, when she lived here in Brisbane and uh, I was so, so lovely to meet her then. And she entrusted me with um, styling and shooting and doing her marketing. So it was kind of really cool because I got to do all the things that I loved for her and her beautiful products. And um, yeah, you know, she's she's such a beautiful, she's such a beautiful person. She had stunning products and it was such a, such a good way to, I guess, you know, take a take a leap out on my own and do it so off I went um and I still you know I I did still I have to say I still did um take um I still had I was I was lucky enough and another girl reached out to me and said oh you know I work for another um furniture company here in Brisbane um we need a stylist um you know do you want to do come and style our catalogs you know in our studio one day a week so I was like, oh, okay, well, that's going to give me the, I guess, soft step out to being on my own. So I gave up my full-time job, accepted that, did one day a week, well, sometimes two. So sometimes I I was doing two days a week um, at first for probably the first four to five years that I went out on my own. I was still doing two, usually, you know, maybe two days a week um, doing styling um, for their catalogs. Um, So that was a good... um, I guess it took the pressure off a little bit, um, you know, if, if I didn't always have the work coming in, um, you know, I could, you know, I at least had that income each week. So, um, and it was very similar to my income that I was getting working five days a week for someone else anyway. So I thought, oh gosh, this is so good. But the crazy thing was that I never actually once had to stress uh even though i did always stress about what was going to happen next week and and that and as you do you go oh you go from having set you know this rhythm of um you know knowing what you're doing week to week every week for the next year but then all of a sudden it was an unknown and it's like oh my gosh what am i going to do how am i going to support us you know what what am i going to do but yeah i did the two days and that was always a good comfort uh zone i guess um but then it, it just snowballed, I guess. And I didn't, um, I didn't really get time to, I guess, put anything in place in a way, I guess, business wise, if that makes sense. I just kind of went out there and, and, and did it and just, yeah, one client led to another client. Um, and yeah, I was doing the two days or one day styling there and then just flat out around it shooting, um, you know, shooting or editing or styling, you know, around that. Um, and I guess it just hasn't stopped. (laughs) (laughs) So I want to ask you before we kind of get into too much detail about all of that, um, because I definitely want to, you know, learn more about how it's grown. So you, you went from working, doing kind of graphic design style work from what I understand to then working and doing, you know, some styling and and helping on these shoots to then doing photography. So did you learn photography when you were at art school or is that something that you learned? I mean, even when you took that photo for your Instagram feed, was that on your phone or was that with a real, you know, like a proper digital SLR? Um, And I'm just curious. So I'm curious about the photography piece. And then also how did you work out how much to charge? Because like you said, and, you know, I hear this a lot from students in my courses that, um, you know, when you're starting out and obviously, you know, as you flagged, you had some financial pressures as well, you know, so it wasn't like you could just go out there and and charge nothing. But at the same time, um, you know, I understand that when, when you're starting out, it can be, you know, sometimes challenging to think, well, what am I going to charge people for this? So how did you work those two? So first of all, about the photography and then how did you work out what to charge? Yeah. So, um, so yeah, when I was at college, we did, um, 
photography, old school ways. So we learnt, uh, we had yeah, very basic cameras then and we did film and, and that kind of thing. And yeah, that's I, I guess how I you know got my first job essentially was yeah, doing film. So um, I kind of took that piece and then um, then yeah, I had um, yeah, a, a lot of a lot of the jobs obviously being in the in the newspaper then were taking other people's photos and editing them and you know making these amazing layouts and catalogs and, and that kind of thing and um I kind of really it became very I guess looked really hard at, at the photos and the photography and the quality and, and you know all of those kind of things because it was also important to what I was trying to achieve you know um you know with the magazines or with the catalogs and, and how important you know the right styling and the right shots um, and the lighting and all of that kind of thing um you know is to branding and you know how it makes a, a, a client you know a prospective you know buyer respond and want to buy things um and it always sometimes used to frustrate me no end because you get photos that were quite hard to work with and i'd be like oh my gosh what am i gonna do and you know i just um i always loved taking photos and i guess that was just part of the creative process um and I'd always had um, cameras and that kind of thing, um, and and yeah, when I bought bought the house, I um, yeah had bought I had bought a new camera then, and I um, the first photos that I took of my studio um, were on like uh, probably one of Canon's uh, first DSLRs, I think. Um, I did have yeah, they were quite grainy <laughs> though. Still, they were yeah, they were very um, very basic. I guess when you look back at those photos and even the other day I was looking through some trying to find some really old photos um, for a client and finally after all these years um, you know doing her website and things and I was like oh my gosh some of these photos are you know a few years old and you go right back to the DS DSLRs even you know that we used to use like the old, old 5d and that kind of thing you know it was like oh my gosh it's such a big difference you know to the mirrorless ones that i that we have now and it's like oh my gosh I, and we used to think that was good then so <laughs> it was it's all it's always been quite fun but yeah the first um uh, i guess and then i uh, yeah i did um I did, yeah, uh, you know, photography in that uh, college and, yeah, put it to the side, I guess, for a while and then, yeah, just, you know, picked it up again and, you know, like I said, taught myself essentially how to use the DSLR, um, you know, and the digital camera and the mirrorless and all of that myself because, yeah, it was all, um, yeah, the old school ones by film where we just, you know, used to pop the, you know, Kodak film in the camera and and that so I had all the formal training from that perspective but yet had to learn um you know myself teach myself at home how to you know how to wrangle the the digital side of it um so yeah and I guess I guess having that um uh I guess um I guess all that experience, I guess, in, in, in laying out um, magazines from the other side um, and looking at photos from that perspective gave me, I guess, a better, um, uh, I guess, a more, I guess, a way of looking at um, doing my own photography then, you know, because I, I would look at every space essentially as, oh, well, you know, we could put copy up here or we could put copy there, um, you know, so I tend to look at the shots and I can very quickly walk into a room and go, oh, well, that's a strong shot there. That's not so strong over there, but this is, you know, the 10 or 15 great shots that I know are going to work and make, you know, be great for uh, an editorial or just great, great shot that someone's going to love, you know, more so than this one over there. And I guess it's all those years of sitting behind behind the you know desk going looking so intently at all of these and laying out all these layouts and going no well that one doesn't work this one works but that doesn't work so um but yeah it's um and I guess then yeah the hardest thing um the hardest thing I guess being a photographer then and, and going out um like I did was um was yeah working out what to charge because it is I guess still a great unknown um, and because you I just you know I've always been on my own um, as such I didn't ever um, I didn't ever talk to anyone I just did it <laughs> um, and it was and I, I still to this day go oh my god I mean some clients say to me oh you're too cheap 
you know, your pricing's not, um, you know, you, you should be, you know, for all the time and effort that you put in, you should be charging more and, and that kind of thing. Um, and I guess, yeah, it is, it's always been a challenge to know. And I guess to, cause I'm, I'm, I guess, I'm, I'm always used to going, oh, well, this is what I think people can afford. Um, more so, I guess, than what I value my work at, I guess, in a way. Um, I think sometimes it's, um, and I guess, yeah, I guess for me, that's kind of been a learning curve um, too, especially lately. I've kind of gone, oh, you know, I think now with all the things that I've achieved that, yeah, I could probably, you know, pull my prices up a little bit and still be happy, I guess, that people would be willing to pay that. But I guess like everyone, I've always been, I've kind of run that roller coaster of going, um, you know, what, what should I charge? Um, you know, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's always a very tricky <laughs> one, I guess, as you know. Did you start out charging an hourly rate and then move to a package? And if you now offer as a package, can you just sort of shine a little bit of a light on what you include in that package as part of it? Um, yeah, so the, I, I have always had just kind of um, a package um, things so more so rather than doing the hourly rate um i've always pretty much just had um, a half day rate um or a full day package essentially so um you know i i offer actually quite a lot of photos i guess in a way um for those packages because i've always been about the value um but yeah i guess just lately too of me and i guess Instagram cut a new and I guess so well not so much Instagram but social media I kind of felt dictated that a little bit as well because people kind of said oh no I need um you know I've got to have 30 photos I've got to that's only going to be 30 days of avatar you know 30 posts or things like that um so I've always kind of tailored my shoots you know my packages to be um you know, 30 or 60 photos or 90 photos, you know, for some of the bigger house shoots and that kind of thing. Um, so yeah, I've always had kind of those packages in place. Um, but then over the years as I've done bigger, um, more commercial jobs, um, you know, I've gone, done the hourly rate. Um, then if I felt that that suited um, the project better, um, yeah, but most most times the um the pa the package um thing suits most people, um and then yeah, as you know, editorial that kind of thing they kind of set the rate. So um you have your just your day rate there, um or your half day rate there, um but yeah, it, it, the the pricing thing is always yeah is always I guess the struggle um to know you know. I guess I've never actually, I actually really wouldn't have a clue what anyone else charges either um, to do a similar thing. Um, I've just, yeah, put my price, I guess, as it was for what I thought, you know, for what I valued my time at and what I thought it was worth to each client. Um, and yeah, I do do specific quotes for some jobs because, um, you know, when you have, um, you know, some might just be a, a walk-in and shoot, but very rarely. Most people are coming to me to ask um, to help them with the styling as well as the photography as well. So I've kind of, the packages suit the basic ones where, you know, we might just, you know, I might just walk in and, you know, just do a few little styling things here and there. Um, and then do the shoot as well. Um, so those packages are tailored to cover that kind of thing. So with interior designers and things, we um, uh, they've had, you know, they'll have generally done the actual design work and that kind of thing, I guess. Um, and, you know, they'll come to us and say, oh, you know, can you, you know, grab our, um, you know, project imagery and that kind of thing. Um, and uh and yeah i guess it, it's always been um i guess tricky in a way to sometimes find that happy balance of um me not um over styling i guess and taking away from what they've done um and i guess it, it has been a little bit of education i guess on on from both from both avenues i guess to go okay well um you bring in you know you do the styling um how you would do it 
um, you know, because that's the service if you're offering it to the to your client, um, you know, and I'm happy to come in, um, you know, and, you know, tweak that styling, um, you know, to the photos to make it as, as, as you know, as, as, as everyone does. Um, but I guess, you know, sometimes you've had those, those ones where the, they'll have taken everything out and then go, oh, can you put everything back in? And it's like, oh, well, that's kind of not necessarily how we really should be doing this because then it's my work not your work so you know it's always that being that I've, that's for me has been a bit of a learning curve over the time as well to kind of educate I guess the client um, to go especially if they're a designer you know to because it still has to be true to to their um to their skills and what they've created for their client, um, you know, and and as you do, you know, like you do for an editorial, you know, you're, you're there to enhance the space and add the extra layers and those kind of things. And, you know, and that's, I guess it's been um, interesting then to try and work out then, okay, well, what, what, uh, what do you charge then for that level of service um, as well? Because sometimes you'll get there and, there will actually be nothing there <laughs> um, or a lot less than what you thought. Um, and you've got to then put in a lot more than what you thought you had, you would have to, um, and you're spending a lot more time working on the styling during the day, um, you know, that rather than focusing on the photography as such. Um, and I guess for me, that's been a big learning curve then because um, to do the two to, to at once um, on my own was always quite, um, I guess, a big day it was quite a challenge um but uh, i loved it and i still got a you know still got the great outcome at at the end um but it would often i guess come at yeah a, a lot of work either prior running around grabbing things and taking them in um so yeah i guess over the time i've and i guess too the industry has changed a lot more now and designers are a lot more excited and more involved in in doing all of those finishing touches so it's been good lately to have more that will have all of the layers there and then i can just you know bring in a couple of extra little vases or a couple of extra cushions or or things like that just to you know pad them out and to get those editorial style you know shots that they're looking for for their folios so yeah that that's been interesting but yeah working out what to to charge for the time i guess to do that um, is interesting because you don't just have the time that you uh, are there on site, you know, as you know, you've got the, the hours that go in prior to look through and go, okay, well, you know, I might need, you know, this extra vase or whatever. And, you know, I'm lucky that I have, I guess, over the years to um, built up a, a massive prop library. So I have a very big shed of, of props that we can call on. And I do have, I think, I feel just about something for every look now <laughs> so it is quite easy for me just to backfill those little holes um you know in, in the jobs as we go um and i guess you know there's there's those those jobs for the interior designers there's the ones for the builders where you know they just want the more architectural style ones um but you know i still like to take along um you know the extra vases and you know some greenery and you know still give them those little bit of lifestyle elements because i think um you know that's what works on social media um you know people want to see those layers of lived in you know you know those layers of living essentially and and I've, i guess i've always found that that's what's worked on social so um so yeah, it's been I guess a bit of a learning curve over the years to work with different with different clients in different perspectives like that and build those layers and work out what works and what doesn't work. Um, so yeah, it's it's interesting. <laughs> so what would you say then? Could you roughly break down? I know you've mentioned like you started with Darmador, they're a product based business. You've mentioned working for interior designers. I know you get some of your work. Um, featured in publications, um, what percentage, you know, you've just mentioned builders, like roughly, like what is the breakdown, do you think percentage wise for different styles of clients of the work that you do? So the, I guess the breakdown of our, um, of our workload would be yeah, about over the last probably 12 months, it's been about 30% um, editorial work. And then I have just recently done a, uh, um, 
interior styling project which is was just been um, furniture and accessories and I've done probably two or three projects like that this year so that's take they take up quite a lot of time as you know um, to focus on those and work through you know all of the purchasing um, and then installing so I've done um, one one big one for a commercial client which will be out next year which is super exciting and I've done a couple for some local homeowners which were really amazing um, and yeah they were featured um, in editorials as well and then the rest of the work is yeah working for interior designers builders and then we also still do a small portion of product shoots I trying to kind of steer away a little bit from the smaller product shoots I guess early days I used to do lots of lots of those which were fun but now I guess my focus has been more so on um, bigger commercial product shoots I have some clients that I used to work for um, in a corporate context who are now clients of mine in my in my own business that I do um, product shoots for which are furniture related which is amazing um, you know to still can uh, you know work for them and and support their um, their business businesses from a branding and marketing perspective and then there's also another yeah homewares retailer that we've had um, on board for basically eight years who are based in Western Australia and every year they send us their entire catalogue of homewares um, which are cushions and linens they send them over to us from WA and we shoot their winter and summer catalogue and you know it's so rewarding to work with clients who trust us you know and and are loyal to us I guess you know, he just know that we know their brand. Um, you know, we we produce you know full on catalog shoots for them, um, and it's just easy, you know, for them, you know, to send it all to us, and we look after everything, and it just goes back, and it's just super simple, easy process. So yeah, I guess because I have got I guess so many return and consistent clients that are product based. Now I guess I I take I'm a little bit more selective in taking on new clients in that respect because I kind of find once they do come on board they'll stick with us. I've kind of been humming and hurrying I guess as to how big I guess I grow my business in a way because it's always been just myself who's done you know I'll do the admin and I'll do the editing and I'll do the organizing and then the styling and then the shooting. And it is pretty much 24-7 job for me. <laughs> I, don't, I don't really get much rest and I haven't still. And a lot of people are always like, and a lot of amazing clients that I have are like, you really need some more help, Louise, and, and that kind of thing. So I guess when I first got my, I guess, first chance at doing an editorial shoot for Home Beautiful, the lovely girls there hooked me up with Kylie Jacks and we did our first shoot together. And as you know, Kylie's a stylist and a writer. And, uh, you know, we just hit it off and amazing friends now as well. She's been amazing um, in that she's come on board with me in a way oh. in the capacity of, yep, we do the editorial sheets together. And then when we get these big commercial product sheets now, you know, we'll work together on those. And that kind of takes the pressure off for me because I know that Kylie understands, you know, my business direction and the kind of styling and, and the layers. And we are basically two peas in a pot anyway, when we're on site, I'll have already thought of something. Um, I'm like, oh yeah, that, you know, I don't even have to say that needs to go to the left or right or anything anymore. Kylie's already one step ahead of me. So, you know, we are a great little team and, you know, I, I love working with her. So yeah, Kylie's been amazing to come join me on my journey for editorial, for product shoots, and then project shoots for builders. You know, when we need to take in quite a lot of layers, you know, Kylie can do a lot of the running around and help organize all the styling and that kind of thing between us both you know we'll, we'll have we'll organize everything can get there and get it done but otherwise yeah I still pretty much uh then still spend 24 7 <laughs> doing uh all the admin and that kind of side of it just because I really really need to learn I guess to say thank you but no thanks sometimes <laughs> and I I still take on I guess far far more than I can handle for you know myself and Kylie um you know and then my friend uh Joanne come come back from overseas recently which was um perfect timing because I was doing 
a really big styling job and she jumped back in to, to help, you know, get that over the line. It was down the cold coast and I'm in Brisbane and I'm here running around, you know, trying to keep on top of all the, the shoot bookings and things that I had and, and do this crazy big styling job at the same time. And she was amazing. She, you know, drove backwards and forwards to that house and, you know, did all the logistics side of that for me. And, you know, and, and it's just, just us three really now in a very haphazard, <laughs> I guess, way. Like I said, I just, I fell into to, to doing this business and I am the creative person and I love spending all that time creating and my brain just tick, tick, tick is all the time on, on, yep, we've got this job, you know, on Friday. So, you know, I'll have sorted all that out, run around, done all, all that kind of thing. I'm probably not the best at keeping on top of the communication side of it, though. I tend to go, okay, well, I've got this, these things on this week. So I talk to those clients, get those jobs done. And, you know, sometimes you have these bigger ones on and I can't always be on the phone or the emails and that as much as I like. And I feel like, yeah, sometimes I, that kind of side of it is always a struggle and, and it's, yeah, it's hard to keep up with everyone at once. <laughs> and I do feel the pressure from that perspective, I have to say a lot. And I guess there are only so many hours a day, as we all know. And I'm, yeah, I, I do <laughs> work around the clock. And if I'm in the car, sometimes, you know we drive a fair way you know from from north brisbane a lot of the work is down the gold coast or in byron or up the sunshine coast um primarily which has always been good i mean i love doing the drive and i guess the drive then is my sometimes one hour or two hours out of a crazy day where i my brain just gets to take five and listen to some music or some podcasts and chill out for a minute so that's pretty much i guess my crazy creative life and I guess a lot of people, like people who, I guess, clients that I've worked with for a long time understand that and appreciate that and just roll with it, which is which I'm super grateful for. You definitely need to get yourself a an assistant, like an administrative assistant. We'll chat after this podcast. I'll tell you what you need to do. But um, uh, before we get into the the final questions, I guess you know you are you know, you're in, you know, in out there doing the styling work, doing the photography work. What advice would you give to somebody who wanted to work in the world of styling? What would be your advice to them? I guess just to get out there and give it a go. Um, it's, it is so um, rewarding um, to do what you love and, and, and get to do it every day. Um, you know, you meet so many amazing people um and you know i have always i have pretty much always said yes to everything <laughs> um you know i've done the hard yards um over the years you know i spent 20 years um in corporate learning so many different things um you know and yeah while it wasn't my job to do styling specifically at the time i was so passionate about it and i pushed to to learn more about it um you know, I just engulfed my life, I guess, in, in learning about it, you know, researching it, um, giving it a go, you know, and, and I think if, if you've got the passion, um, you know, the passion will take you, you know, where you want to go, I think. Um, and yeah, you, you've just got to get out there and give it a go. And yeah, you do, you just don't know who you might meet one day that, you know, gives you a, a leg up you know I remember for a long time I um you know I, I I always had a dream of you know being um while I was always in you know doing publications and that um in a commercial um aspect um I uh you know I had a dream of you know I, I just I had done plenty of press ads, you know, for, for Home Beautiful or Real Living in that years ago, you know, I had done that. I was like, oh yeah, I've seen my work in there. Um, but my dream was to have an actual shoot, either it was going to be my house or someone else's house. And I had that dream and I, um, I stuck with it and I, um, pestered the editor, I guess, back in the early days, I had a beautiful home that I had shot and I was like, you know, this has to be, I can just see it on the pages. And, uh, and all it took was the one yes. Um, and the lovely editor at the time, he said, Louise, you can do this. You've got it. Just go and shoot it. 
and Will ran it and um and I was so grateful and yeah I, I never looked back um and I guess that was like the one time that I kind of backed myself and just thought you know I, this one's definitely it, you know, and I, and I pushed and I was, yeah, it's, it's just so happy when it came through, but um, yeah, you know, like everything, there were the days then that I wanted to give up and, <laughs> you know, there was the hard, hard things when things, you know, didn't, I guess, I guess too, there, there's been the expectations, I guess, the ones that you put on yourself um, and then the ones that clients put on you Um to and you know you can only ever do your best with what you have um you know and I think at the moment there might be I think a lot of pressure you know you see all these beautiful stunning homes you know in the very high-end market which is great um but you know what I I never started out uh, capturing those kind of homes you know I was just capturing very simple basic homes my home is very um simple um i think there might be a little bit of a misconception out there that i have absolutely you know huge home or, or something like that but um mine's just a very humble home um in the north of brisbane in the least exciting suburb that you can imagine um but i made it you know a little coastal oasis i guess you could say um and i did it you know, in my spare time, you know, which was often very little, um, you know, I, we've been plugging away at this house for probably 10, we've been here for 10 years, I think, um, and my own renovation and, and thing has just, yeah, always just been done on the weekends when my husband, you know, got into it. And then I've literally made, you know, design decisions on the fly. I walk in after a shoot and he's knocked a wall out when I was lying in bed one day and said, oh, we should cut an arch through and join these two rooms together. And then he's literally done that the next morning like I've come back from a shoot and there it is done <laughs> so our own house and and what happens here has just happened on a dime and on a whim <laughs> without much really thought um yeah oh no it's so it's so good I mean it's so good to hear all right so I just want to get into the the final questions that I ask everyone um so the first one is which five words best describe you um I would say um Passion, uh, yes, I would say um, that I am, um, yeah, passionate, driven, um, and a quiet achiever, I guess. <laughs> What's the best lesson you've learned? Um, I guess just sticking with it and, um, and not, not to give up. Um, I guess, yeah, I've just, you know, worked worked hard and worked a lot of hours um through a lot of things um you know and yeah I, I think oh my gosh the lessons I've learned um from doing this on my own I guess there's always you know I guess that thing where I've never spoken to another photographer to, you know, find out what they charge or, or things like that. Um, you know, I feel like we've learned all the lessons on the job the hard way um, over the years. Um, but, uh, but yes, uh, it's <laughs> the lessons are, have been huge sometimes. And yeah, you just yeah thank them and go, okay, yeah, well, <laughs> I've learned now I won't do that that way again. I'll, you know, do this process a different way. Um, but yeah, I guess that's one of the hardest things to be going out on your own. Um, it, it is quite isolating, I, I guess. Um, you know, I've never been on site with another photographer. Um, you know, to see how they do do things. Um, it's only kind of actually just recently that I opened my um, studio here at home. Um, I made my own little studio space and, and opened it um, to other creatives. Um, and it's been, yeah, really interesting um, and exciting to, to meet other photographers and, and um, yeah, and kind of actually opened up the opportunity where I could step back from being a photographer um, in a in a couple of instances um, where they've asked me to yep do the styling um, in my own space for their product, um, and they've had their own photographer here who's then looked at lighting and that kind of thing. Um, so yeah, only just in the last couple of weeks I've done that um, in that capacity, and yeah, it was really exciting. Um, 
to see and talk to another um, photographer who's been in, you know, campaign marketing and worked on some amazing, um, you know, jobs and that over the years herself. Um, He's around my age, he's experienced, you know, similar things. So, yeah, I I can't, I've um, done everything over the years on my own. Um, And, yeah, kind of I feel like all of a sudden I, you know, get to my mid-40s well, late 40s now and go, Oh, I'm to kind of feel like I'm finally um, getting some of getting some of the things that I had dreamed of of happening, you know, in the business, and then finally experiencing some of the the things. And I guess that's one of the biggest lessons is that, you know, it, I didn't pop up yesterday. <laughs> it's you know, I, it hasn't taken. You know, I'm not an overnight success by any means. Um, you know, it, it's it's been a long, hard slog, and yeah, and I think you know you do you, you stick with it. You get where you want to want to get, and you get all those wins that you're hoping for. So, <laughs> well, that leads us nicely into the next question, which is, what's your proudest what's your proudest achievement? Um, I guess my proudest achievement um, was when we had we got um, three covers in a row for Home Beautiful. So we had the November cover, um, the December Christmas, um, cover, and then the January, um, cover, um, that was just, um, completely unexpected. Um, and then it, it just a dream come true. <laughs> like we, I just, I was like, I remember when we got our first, like when I got my first cover, um, and I just, you know, I wasn't expecting it at all. And it was, of course, like the, the last image that I ever thought would make a cover show. It was, I had to, I was, I just thought it was the funniest thing because we got to this house. It was up in Harvey Bay. Um, and we, me and Kylie had driven there and, you know, we're all loaded up, you know, as, as you know, and <laughs> Kylie jumped out and I said to Kylie, oh, you know, you want to start unloading the things and I'll just quickly run across the road and take just, the quick photo of the front facade because that's just such a beautiful front shot as we do you know do a portrait do a horizontal shot it's literally two seconds and then we spent the entire rest of the day you know doing all the styling and inside and making all of those beautiful things and what's been your best decision probably making my studio um my little studio is yeah it's been uh, just amazing in the last yeah, a few months I've um yeah released that to the to to everyone and uh yeah like I said it's been um exciting to to meet different creatives and uh yeah experience different things there um and it just yeah it's, yeah it's just yeah super exciting. What are you passionate about? Oh sorry, who inspires you? Let's go with that one first. I couldn't say I guess one person, but I guess um any woman who's gone out on their own um you know, to start a business inspires me because I know, yeah, all the struggles and all the, you know, things that, that you have to go through. So I find every every woman that I think I've met that's gone out and tried to start, you know, or started and is, you know, working through their own business um, is just inspiring. There's, you know, um, like Miriam Fanny um, from Mim Design. Um, I'm a huge fan of hers and I love uh, listening to her to her on podcasts. So she's always, yeah, um, inspired me, I guess. Um, you know, every, every conversation she has is always just amazing. So, yeah. Great. What are you passionate about? Um, just styling, um, creating spaces um, and making things. I just, yeah, love making things. And what dream do you still want to fulfill? I would love to um, be in Bell magazine or Vogue magazine. That's still on my wish list. <laughs> It'll happen. Uh, what are you reading? Do you have a book by your bedside table or coffee table book? I do. I have um, The Artist's Way. I read it years and years ago um, and I, I noticed that she, they just refreshed it and re-released it. So I grabbed a new copy and I'm reading it again because I just loved it so much the first time. <laughs> and what are you listening to? Which are the podcasts you like to listen to on those long drives? Well, I love listening to yours, of course. <laughs> and um, I love um, the Interior Design Collective, um, IDCO um, from the States. I love all the um, people and uh, designers that she interviews. Um, and then there's another one here. Um, it is, it's um, uh, Office Talk um, by Dave Sharp. And that's more of an architectural 
um design one um yeah he's he's had some amazing i've listened to i think he interviewed um Mim, uh, miriam fanning and uh yeah i just love his uh interviews um and listening he's had a few photographers on there so i've enjoyed listening to to those on his so yeah they're my favorites at the moment and finally what piece of advice would you give to your younger self just to i guess be uh, more assertive i guess um and yeah i guess I, I wish you know i had backed myself earlier i guess because i i waited until i was quite a lot older to do many things in life i feel um but uh yeah i, I think that probably would be the best thing and, and i think moving forward i i would you know i guess taking more of a proactive approach, I guess, to, to doing things now rather than waiting, you know, for things essentially to happen or all that kind of thing. So, yeah, I, get, I think that's the biggest advice is that I, you know, should have, I guess, taken the leap earlier, um, you know, backed myself a bit a bit more. Um, but don't get wrong, I still do that at times now. I go, oh, no, but, you know, I, I have learned that I can do this <laughs> and I can carry on and everything will be all right. <laughs> Well, thank you so much, Louise. It's been so great and really interesting to learn more about your journey. And um, yeah, you know, you've got the beautiful images on Instagram. I'm sure many of the listeners will be familiar with um, your Instagram, Villa Styling. And um, of course, we'll put links in the show notes to all of those things. And yeah, it's just really lovely to kind of get behind the scenes to learn a bit more about you. So thank you so much. Oh, thank you so much, Natalie, for having me. It's been a pleasure. All of the links and info for this episode are at nataliewalton.com forward slash podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so that you can get a direct download of the latest episode. And I really appreciate when you take a minute to rate and review, as well as share the love with someone you know who might benefit from this episode or on social media. If you'd like to access a range of free resources, come visit my website, nataliewalton.com. Thank you to Jaeger Media for producing this podcast. And I would also like to acknowledge the people of the Bundjalung Nation where it was recorded and pay my respects to elders past, present and emerging. I look forward to connecting again soon. I'm Natalie Walton and you've been listening to Imprint. Imprint.